<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Wednesday, April 15th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Sony is giving away games and establishing a helpful fund for indie devs. Fortnite's next season has been delayed. The next batch of Xbox Game Pass games has been revealed. Checks Quest HD and the next Dark Pictures Anthology entry are releasing this summer. And Hello Neighbor is getting an animated adaptation. Sony is giving away free games and establishing a fund to help indie devs struggling due to COVID-19. Sony announced recently an interesting initiative that both helps PlayStation players fill up their newfound free time with some free video games and provides indie devs with some financial relief if they're struggling in the face of COVID-19. For the consumer side of what Sony is calling its Play at Home initiative, players can pick up Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, and Journey starting today for free, April 15th at 8 p.m. Pacific Time until May 5th at 8 p.m. Pacific Time. Once you download the games, they're yours to keep. Uncharted The Nathan Drake Collection collects and remasters the first three Uncharted games, which originally released on PlayStation 3 for PlayStation 4. You will also be able to grab that game company's journey. These games are honestly some of the best PlayStation games ever released, so you should definitely grab them later tonight if you haven't played them. There is a little asterisk on the bottom of the blog post that reads, In Germany and China, users will have access to Knack 2 and Journey for a free limited time, which is quite the trade-off. No disrespect to Knack. It was created by the father of the PlayStation 4 and the upcoming PlayStation 5, Mark Cerny, but that that trade-off is, is kind of rough. My condolences to Germany and China. On the business side of things, Sony wrote in its blog post where it announced the Play at Home initiative that, quote, independent developers are vital to the heart and soul of the gaming community, and we understand the hardships and financial struggles that many smaller gaming studios are facing. With that, Sony Interactive Entertainment has developed a fund to support them during this time. We have earmarked $10 million to support our independent development partners. This is good news all around, and I appreciate Sony's efforts here. Free games are always nice, but I think its efforts to help out the developers that have buoyed its consoles all these years is smart, genuinely helpful, and will make sure that folks are still able to work on games when everything else is pretty uncertain right now. Fortnite Season 3 has been pushed from April to June. Fortnite's next season has been pushed back about two months, but Epic doesn't see it that way. Instead, it has announced it has extended Season 2. Epic announced the delay with a blog post on its website, writing, Hey all, we're extending Chapter 2 Season 2 of Fortnite beyond the original April 30 date. Our plan is to launch Chapter 2 Season 3 on June 4th. 
Before then, there's lots of content coming in the current season. We have multiple game updates on the way that will deliver fresh gameplay, new challenges, bonus XP, and a couple more surprises up our sleeve. For continued updates on the new Fortnite season and other plans, we'll keep you up to speed here and on our social channels. See you on the island. The blog post is brief and to the point and does not cite specific reasons for why the delay is happening. The safe assumption is that COVID-19 issues are the culprit, but the blog makes no mention of that. I have been playing Fortnite here and there since release, but in the past two or so weeks, I have actually been playing a lot more. I have even considered buying the Battle Pass. In this age of quarantine, my kid, who used to scoff at Fortnite and just call it the game the boys in her class played, has gotten into it in a big way as the main avenue by which she stays connected to a friend. She has even pulled off a few victory royales, which has made me very proud. I imagine longtime Fortnite players who are playing even more than usual in these quarantine conditions and have exhausted all the Season 2 content are disappointed by the delay and are starving for more. But as a relatively new Fortnite fan who still has plenty to unlock, I welcome the opportunity to have more time. The Long Dark, Gato Roboto, and Gears Tactics are all coming to Xbox Game Pass soon. Microsoft announced its next batch of Game Pass games this morning for both console and PC. These, of course, are the games that are being added to the accounts of those who pay for Game Pass every month. The temptation is always to refer to these games as being free for subscribers, but that just feels like a clever way of obscuring the fact that these games are being paid for. When new movies and shows are added to Netflix, they're not free. They're part of the service that you pay for, you know? They just feel free. In any case, here's what's coming. On consoles, The Long Dark is coming April 16th. It's a survival game about staying alive in, quote, an expansive frozen wilderness in the aftermath of a geomagnetic disaster. Gato Robato is coming April 21st, which is a game I reviewed for Game Informer. It's a short, heavily inspired by Metroid action platformer that I recommend. It won't take you long to finish, maybe about four hours at most, but it's got a great style and a satisfying pace. Deliver Us the Moon is being added on April 23rd, and it's a, quote, sci-fi thriller set in an apocalyptic near future where Earth's natural resources are depleted. You play as a lone astronaut sent to the moon to try to figure out what is going on. On April 30th, you will also be able to play Hyperdot, a bullet hell game that is all about staying alive as long as possible, that was actually developed right here in Minneapolis, which is where I am based. And Levelhead, a game all about crafting and creating contraptions and machines, is also coming on April 30th. A handful of games are also leaving Xbox Game Pass on consoles on April 30th. The Banner Saga 2, Bomber Crew, Braid, a game I love and randomly booted up to play the first few levels of the other night while my kid shouted, this is just Mario behind me. Fallout 4, Full Metal Furies, Metal Slug 3, Ruiner, a twin-stick action game that looks like the perfect game to play ahead of the release of Cyberpunk 2077 because it takes place in a similar cyberpunk world and was even created by former CD Projekt Red developers. Silence, The Whispered World 2, Smoke and Sacrifice, and Wolfenstein, The New Order, those are all leaving Xbox Game Pass on April 30th. PC's Xbox Game Pass games don't have release dates, but 
Deliver Us the Moon, Gato Roboto, Hyperdot, Levelhead, and The Long Dark are also coming to the subscription service, along with Machinarium, which is a really charming point-and-click adventure game about a little robot in a robot world. Gears Tactics, the XCOM-inspired tactics game taking place in the Gears universe, will also be available on PC, Xbox, Game Pass when it releases on April 28th. You will get the Thrash Ball Cole Character Pack if you play the game before May 4th. And finally, the Banner Saga 2, Bomber Crew, Full Metal Fury's Ruiner, Silence, The Whispered World 2, and Smoke and Sacrifice are leaving PC, Xbox, Game Pass on April 30th. I know that's a lot of games. It's just me basically reading a big list. But I, I like to know when these games are releasing and coming. They're, it's nice reminders that there's opportunities to check these things out if you're a subscriber to these services. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Chex Quest HD is coming to Steam this summer. Chex Quest is this bizarre cult hit video game that was included for free with boxes of Chex cereal in the mid-90s. It's a Doom mod, specifically a mod of the Ultimate Doom that General Mills licensed from id that swapped out all the violent elements of Doom to create a kid-friendly game where you play as a piece of Chex cereal and cover alien enemies in goo. According to the game's Wikipedia page, its inclusion in Chex cereal boxes boosted the cereal's sales 295% during the six weeks it was available. It was included in over 5.7 million boxes of cereal and even received two sequels. All of this is to explain that Chex Quest has this weird cult following, as many kids played it and a new version is getting ready to release on Steam this summer, it might be the only game on Steam that lists General Mills as its publisher. It was actually announced in 2016, but mostly went dark at that point until a trailer went online early last year, but now the game has a release window and it should be out this summer. According to its Steam page, there are six unlockable members of the Chex Mix Squadron, and it will feature local split-screen co-op. The next entry in the Dark Pictures anthology is coming this summer. 
The Dark Pictures Anthology is the next game series, I guess you could say, from the creators of Until Dawn. They're thematically consistent with Until Dawn in that they are horror stories, all about split-second choices and witnessing the results of those choices. But the Dark Pictures games are shorter than Until Dawn, and as the word anthology in the title hits, each new entry is a standalone, narratively disconnected story. The first of these episodes, Man of Medan, released in August of last year and followed a group as they explored an abandoned ghost ship. My wife and I actually streamed the whole thing. Here is the plot summary of the next part, Little Hope, from the press release. In Little Hope, abandoned and all alone, four college students and their professor are trapped by a mysterious fog in the isolated, eponymous town. They search desperately for a means of escape while visions from the town's occult-steeped past haunt them from the shadows. In order to stay alive, they must uncover the mysteries behind these relentlessly pursuing dark apparitions before evil forces drag each of their souls to hell. Will Poulter of Maze Runner and Black Mirror Bandersnatch fame appears in the game, and it will be releasing this summer. I really liked Until Dawn a lot. Man of Medan was okay, but not quite as thrilling. I do think Little Hope's premise is more interesting. I just generally like Supermassive's approach here, focusing on shorter stories as opposed to one large 8 to 10 hour game. And it's one I plan on playing with my wife. They're great co-op games, even if you're not both holding controllers. Hello Neighbor is getting a cartoon adaptation. Hello Neighbor is a bad video game with a really interesting premise and a very attractive art style. I am comfortable saying it is a bad video game without guilt because my kid forced me to play through the whole thing. It's not fun to play. The puzzles are incredibly obtuse without being satisfying, but there is just something undeniable about it that has led it to great success. Kids just really like it because it's scary without being violent and its mystery is really enticing. What is happening in the basement of that creepy guy's house? The game has been a huge hit despite being not particularly fun to play, inspiring multiplayer sequels and novelizations, and now it is getting ready to explore the world of animation with a cartoon adaptation. Mark Delaney reported on the announcement, writing, The six-minute test pilot will air for free this Friday, April 17th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Tiny Build's YouTube channel. Additional content will be available behind a subscriber paywall, including an extended 20-minute version of the test pilot and more behind-the-scenes access and interviews, though the publisher wasn't shy about its intentions to drum up interest in the series among more than just fans. The six-minute pilot will be used to not only bring in fans but attract interest from established studios, said the publisher in a press release. Like the game, the cartoon revolves around young kids who are intent on sneaking into the basement of their mysterious neighbor to discover the possibly literal skeletons in his closet. The story for the pilot episode was written by Carly Ann West, who has also penned four of the tie-in novels, which have combined for more than two million copies sold. Animation has been handled by Animasia Studio, which has worked on series for Cartoon Network Asia. I know I am being harsh on the gameplay of Hello Neighbor, especially because I felt a little forced to play it by my kid who enjoyed watching me struggle with it so much that I didn't want to break her heart and tell her the game was bad and I didn't want to play anymore. But 
I will say, I think an animated adaptation of the property is very smart, and I will happily watch it with my kid, who I am sure will be excited about it. The gameplay of Hell Neighbor is bad, but like I said, the art style is very cool and the premise is enticing, and I think the story is actually interesting. An animated adaptation will, in theory, let you appreciate those elements of the franchise without constantly getting exasperated with the awful controls, bad puzzles, and inconsistent AI. I think animation could be the best way to appreciate Hello Neighbor, frankly, so I am rooting for it. I would rather have this than a proper Hello Neighbor 2, honestly. Here's what released today. Space Engineers is out today on Xbox One. It's a game that has been on PC for some time that was developed in the Czech Republic. It's a little bit Minecrafty, but you're an astronaut in space, building out a world that is generated randomly based on some player decisions before the start of the game. It looks sharp and has a lot of positive reviews on Steam. We'll see if its first console port is similarly appreciated. Vampire the Masquerade Coteries of New York, a game I have spent a weird amount of time talking about on this podcast, is out today on Xbox One. It doesn't have anything to do with the upcoming Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, outside of them both taking place in the larger Vampire the Masquerade fictional universe. This arguably represents the game's last stop after releasing previously on PC, Switch, and PlayStation 4 in the last few months. That's it for gaming news today. I am still going back and forth between Valorant and Final Fantasy VII Remake. I had a few satisfying rounds of Valorant last night where my team effectively worked together while planting and defending our bombs, which was a lot of fun. It's always exciting when you crest that understanding of an online shooter, when you figure out the true objective beyond just trying to kill the other players on the opposing team. I definitely feel like I have hit that point with Valorant, and it makes me continually excited to play more. And Final Fantasy VII Remake is still really thrilling and fun and weird. I am finishing up Chapter 4 and feel like I am truly leaving the tutorial zone which is very exciting. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home. The DMs are open on both of those accounts. You can also send me an email, kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast or if you listen to it. You can also check me out on Twitch, Kyle Impersonator. Still playing Black Mesa, still having a great time with it. Please go check out my interview with the Black Mesa devs. Benjamin Truman spoke to me. You can find that interview further back on the feed for this podcast. And as always, you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. 